In the end, all Jesus wanted was the companionship of his closest friends, yet none of them was able to stay awake for even one hour. As they came into the city of Jerusalem, Jesus knew that trouble was ahead. His message that the reign of God was coming to earth in a way that would supplant the powers of this world had angered both the Roman and the Jewish authorities. The religious leaders of God's people had struck a bargain with their imperial masters. As long as taxes were paid and insurrectionists were put down, they could continue their own religious life in Palestine. But Jesus had begun to threaten that arrangement. Like the prophets of old, he had accused the chief priests and scribes and Pharisees of pretending to care about their religion so that they could pursue their own self-interest while betraying God and God's people. The everyday folk who had listened to Jesus were beginning to think that the radical rabbi was correct. And once the crowds were on his side, it was only a matter of time before Rome cracked down on everyone. Something had to be done. A plot was hatched. Sitting at table with his friends, Jesus told them the hard truth that one of the twelve would betray him. Not me, surely not me, it can't be me, Rabbi, the disciples all said in turn, but the scheme had already been set in motion. More than that, he explained that all of them would fall away because of fear. No matter what, I'll never stumble, Peter said to him, and all the other disciples agreed with him. Even if we must die beside you, they said, we will give up our lives for your sake. Only a few hours later, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said to Peter, James, and John, stay with me. Keep watch with me. My heart is full of sorrow, so much so that I feel as if I will die. Don't leave me alone. But when Jesus came back, he saw his friends fast asleep. Could you not stay awake with me for even one hour? He asked them, but they could not. Not even for an hour could they stay awake with their rabbi, their master, as he approached his own death. Jesus was afraid for his life, and all he wanted was the company of his friends, and even that was denied him. In the end, Jesus took the depth of our loneliness with him to the cross. 
Jesus knew the isolation, the distance, the quarantine that we experience so that he might carry them with him to his death. The separation that we feel in this time of physical distancing has brought to the surface for many of us a deeper aloneness that we experience in life. Some of us are staying at home with spouses and children, but others among us depend on the church and work and the gym and even little things like trips to the grocery store in order to keep us connected with other people. This time apart has shown us how isolated we really are. And many of us are desperate for even one hour of companionship. And yet, even in the depths of our loneliness, we are not alone because of the one who bore the bitter weight of all rejection on our behalf. When we look to the cross of Christ, we find true hope. We find that hope not because we find an escape from our struggle, but because in Christ we behold the one who embraced that struggle with us and within us. Our loneliness does not vanish as if it were a mere dream, but it melts away because in the crucified one we discover that even in our aloneness, we are not alone. That even our deepest solitude is overcome by God's love. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.